here we fucking go. You see the title. You see the name on the front of the episode. I can't believe it. I've been waiting a long time for this. I never thought it actually happened. Honestly, honestly, starting the podcast, I had a list with obtainable people and then a list with highly unlikely people. And at the top of that list, there's a few names, a few names. And I've talked to almost all of them over the past almost three years at this point. I made a goal. It's taken some time for me to build, keep persisting, keep this thing going, do a, do what I want to do with it, with the time that I have to to, uh, uh, to give to it. I can't believe it. Um, it just, you know, the hardcore scene, it's almost like everything is obtainable, you know, to some aspect, if, if, if you uh if you put yourself if you put your mind right to it and you want to succeed in something so little but in all of our eyes it's something so big and it means the world to us it's our lifestyle it's the way we walk the way we talk we live our everyday life and it is an honor and a blessing to be able to have a conversation with the one and only Freddie Madball i never thought that I would end up where I'm at, you know, like it's, it's just a stupid fucking podcast. It's just a stupid hardcore scene, but for us, it's everything. Thanks for, uh, you know, going on this ride with me and everybody supporting and, and doing their part for this scene, uh, without people listening and, you know, checking it out and uh, word of mouth, I wouldn't. I don't think I would, you know, have gotten as far as I have. I've done a lot of things. I've met a lot of cool people over the past few years just because of the podcast, talking about shit that I want to talk about with people who I find interesting and, uh, you know, other people that I look up to for being there and not even knowing they have been there for me for so long that be able to have the conversation and share my experience about uh, what they have meant to me or what they have done for me. And also hearing, obviously, their side, which is so cool and interesting uh, to hear the backstory behind a lot of people because you don't know what type of life they came from before they walked into a hardcore show. And it doesn't really matter. You don't have to have abusive parents. You don't have to be poor. You you just have to find the outlet for for your life. And that's uh, another hardcore scene, in my opinion. It's for everybody. Just don't be a fucking asshole. Thanks again. Um, I'm going to run down some shows coming up this week. Um, this Saturday, 9.30. The time. Or, or the date. The date. September 30th. Fiddlehead and Restraining Order at the one and only Edgeman Screen Printing in Clinton Township. Then you move on to October 4th. That's a Wednesday, I believe. Magnitude, Morning, morning Peace Offering, and Detroit's own Annie Up. Go to that fucking show. I think it's 18 bucks, cash only. Good times. Don't be an asshole. Support that fucking venue. Once again, Edgeman. Then 10-5, October 5th. They had to reschedule that one because it was, it was supposed to be October 7th. But now it's October 5th at the Sanctuary, Scowl, Military Gun, Big Laugh, and Detroit's own Normal. That fucking cutie patootie, Austin on vocals, singing his little heart out. Very talented young man. So uh, go check that out. And for people who are in town the night before the Cold is Life show, if you're into either... Zulu or Soul Glow, you can check them out at uh, the Tangent Gallery. That's October 6th, the day before Cold is Life. Um, yeah, other than that, um, just if you guys are looking any, for any suggestions, um, uh, food-wise, things to do, uh, you know, where to get drugs, shit like that, hit me up, man. Or you can go to the 
uh, tied down, uh, com, tied down Detroit, uh, com. They, at one point they had a whole list of, uh, businesses, in the, businesses in the area, including, um, you know, record stores, uh, restaurants, shit to do. But if you got any questions, you can just hit me up on Instagram and we're here, man. We're a fucking week and one day away. One week and one day away from one of the greatest shows to ever happen in Detroit. The lineup is just fucking sickening. Madball, Death Threat, Cold is Life, Death Before Dishonor, D-Block, MH Chaos, Integrity, Terror, Mind Force, Never Ending Game. The list goes on and on and on. Nothing but heavy hitters and... uh at this point, if you're not going and you're from Detroit, don't ever fucking go to a show again. Don't ever go to a show again. It, it's 50 bucks. It's 50 bucks. It's not sold out yet. You can come. You can show up. You better be there. If you're not in a funeral, no excuse. Or unless it's like your own wedding or something, then I guess we'll tolerate that. So, I'm going to leave it at that. All I can ask is... uh. Everybody look out for each other. Everybody support each other. Be friendly. Be compassionate. Be there for your friends and family. Okay? Or find a purpose. Have a purpose, big or small. You know, you need something to look forward to. Something to keep your mind right. And... I feel like I found my purpose a little bit, this podcast, to be able to add some value to the hardcore scene, to add my two cents and what I can give by hoping somebody will listen to the conversation and keep it going and share it. Tell somebody else about it, you know? Um, There's never enough people at a hardcore show. So keep them coming. Keep the young kids coming. Bring a friend. Do what you got to do. We got to keep it all going together. Struggle is real. So, you know, when we're in the same room together for a couple hours, we've got each other's backs, you know, and sometimes it can turn into one night or 40 years. You you have these lifelong friendships because of hardcore. And And you're not going to find that at your day job. It's a bunch of fucking asshole idiots in real life. So, if you're anything like me, keep your ass out of real life. Or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, big shows next week. If you got any questions, concerns, comments, hit me up on Instagram. And all I can ask you to do again is spread the word, man. Spread the good word. Thank you again, and uh, I got another one. I got another real heater coming up for you, so keep your eyes peeled. So I appreciate you coming on here, man, fucking taking the time out of your busy schedule. You got a lot going on in between your personal life and the one-off shows and the tours you guys have been doing this year. So, I mean, it means a lot, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a hectic moment right now, but no problem at all. Yeah, no, it's good, man. I'm f- glad you found the time. I mean, I fucked it up yesterday. You had time yesterday, but you know, some shit happened, and <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. Dude, shit, dude. Ha- what a shit definitely like, happens a all the sometimes. time. <laughs> yeah, man, things definitely happen, and <laughs> hey, we're here now, right? That's it, brother. All right, well, um, I can just start like uh, so you've done a few podcasts that I know of. You've done a few yep. with Toby and some other ones, but um, could you maybe just give like a brief like recap, like? I don't know if people know that you're not necessarily a New York City native, but I do. Would you want to run down that real fast and how you ended up in, you know, you know, in your yeah, I, in New York and shit? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a born and raised in New York. Although I will say that New York does hold a special place in my heart, and um, I became sort of an honorary New Yorker for a long period of time, and. Uh, you know, I hold that near and dear to my heart because I went there at a very formative time in my life, you know, and uh, it really helped mold who I who I am in, in so many ways. I mean, you know, everything in life uh, essentially does that. 
for you, right? Or it's supposed to do that for you. But um, yeah, New York is one of those places, one of those cities um, that really, really, um, I mean, it, it, it's uh, for better or worse, it, it, it helped mold the person I am. I mean, yeah, damn near died in that city several times, but uh, thankfully I survived and I learned a lot from it. So even though I'm not a native New Yorker per se, I, I, I do, I do, uh, you know, New York is very important to me as far as like, you know, running the streets there, the New York hardcore scene, obviously, um, things like that. But yeah, I was born in New Jersey, actually, right across the way. And um, uh, a town called a city called Passaic, and um, my my parents were both immigrants, and they met in New Jersey. And so my dad came from Colombia, my mom came from Cuba, and they met there. They had mutual friends there in New Jersey. Actually, we lived in Union City most of the time, but I happened to be born in Pat and Passaic. Um, I still have a lot of family in Jersey, Passaic area. Uh, more so Clifton, Patterson area, um, and even on further south and whatnot. Like I have, I have family throughout Jersey, but um, but yeah, that that's my origins, I guess you could say. Cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 no the bulldoze hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. You rocking the right hat because they yeah. they definitely rep. You know, a lot of those guys are are Jersey heads. Um, so. There's a lot of Jersey heads actually in the New York scene, you know, because it's so close, you know, it's closer than like Long Island. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's right there. Um, but then my family um, moved down to Florida and that that's my whole Florida connection. Um, because a lot of people actually for a while thought I was from Florida, like born there, but I'm actually not, I'm, I'm actually um, born up North. My family went to Florida when I was five, six years old, and then I lived there for a bunch of years. Um, and then that whole time I was in Florida, I was always going to New York. I was always going to New Jersey because my brother was in New York, my aunts and uncles, cousins. I had people in Jersey. So pretty much my whole life I've been going up north either for summer trips or whatever it was. And so, uh, yeah, I have a close relationship to that area. And um, and then eventually when I got old enough or <laughs> I don't think I was old enough, technically speaking, now being a dad, I don't think I was old enough. But when I turned 16, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> there you my, go. I, so my I son was 16, so you, we talked about, you know, so <laughs> yeah, yep, we talked a little bit behind the scenes. But when, <laughs> when I said that number, I, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Um, when I was 16, I officially, officially moved to New York City on my own. Uh, well, not on my own, but with my brother, Roger. And um, and that was started a whole a whole other journey, really, um, musically and otherwise. You know, that started a, a a real serious journey. I mean, I really feel like that's when, you know, like I said, formative years, man, formative years. Yeah. So, yeah. What year was that uh, when you officially moved there when you were 16? Was like AF started already or was that? Was that still? Oh, AF. Oh, oh, AF were OGs by that point. I mean, because oh, no if you shit. think about. If you think about AF, AF's been around since 82. You know, maybe yeah. even some some would say earlier. I don't know what, you know, there's different like lineups. I mean, it's always Vinny. Vinny's the Vinny's the Vin, that's his band, you know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh there were several lineups before my brother, but I don't really think it became Agnostic Front until Roger came into the mix. You know, he's the only one that's on the recordings and all that. But yeah, I would say 82, 83 were like AF's origins. That's their kind of starting time. So they're like a generation or more before Madball, you know? Um, and uh, so by the time I moved to New York permanently, they had been a band already uh, close to 10 years, probably, you know, almost. Maybe a little less, but yeah, like I moved in 91. And, uh, yeah, AF was, AF was active. I mean, they had just came back into activity because my brother had gotten into some things and had some legal issues and went away for a little bit. So they had a hiatus from like 89 to like 91 around there. So they literally were on their way back up and getting reestablished as a band. 
and working on that record one voice and all that. And so, um, which kind of really re cemented them that record, I think, in my opinion. So, so um, one of the best, one of the best, in my opinion. <laughs> me, t- me too, man. My, mine are like victim and pain, and then like one voice, you know I'm what right I mean? Like, you. yeah, like, like that, that, like in that order almost. But, uh, so yeah, they that's that's AF's that's that's a point of reference, you know, for the hardcore nerds out there. That's like the time period, you know, that's like a good point of reference, but then, uh, so that's what was going on in AF camp. And for me, you know, Madball was sort of just like, still just like a thing, you know, just like a behind the scenes thing. It wasn't really a, a, a full blown band per se. Um, I mean, we had dropped ball of destruction in 89 and we did that in New York. Everything was New York. Everything related to Madball is New York. So regardless of where I was born or where I've lived, oh, yeah. or where I, where, where, like, no Mad question, ball. man. That's not even a question. If anybody questions Yeah, conceptually, that, no, but, pumped. you know, there's always a couple of heads out there that are like, oh, oh you know, and, and I'm trying to give them a little perspective. You know, like that band, you know, is con- the concept. Everything was like born in New York, you know, and 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 uh, and you know, obviously we recorded the, the first one at Don Fury's, you know, the infamous uh, Don Fury studio uh, in Little Italy. And um, so, yeah, um, that had been recorded 88, 89 and, and dropped in 89. But like Madball wasn't out there like doing shows and stuff like that. It was like, you know, I would jump on stage with AF. Everybody knows that whole story. I mean, I had been doing that since the early 80s. Um, but like we really didn't reestablish Madball until 92. So like a year, you know, after I moved to New York permanently, then Soon after that, we decided to start messing with with Madball again, you know, because it made sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, it just seemed like it was uh at first with a with like Vinny was that kind of like his like side project while like Roger was gone. Is that what? what not even was? not no, not even that yeah. was uh you know that that was like uh nothing kind of happened when Roger was gone. Everything was kind of on pause. Everyone just oh, went man. about their lives. Um, not even Madball really. Um. Madball was a, was a concept that came from like, you know, Vinny giving me the nickname Madball, which goofy nickname, which, you know, it works now, but if somebody sat in their room and thought that name up, it'd be a shitty name. <laughs> but <laughs> Yo, man, that's but, one of my questions. But, like, what is the story behind Madball? Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it, he kind of hijacked it from like the toy and, and, and but also, you know, I was known to have, you know, I unfortunately uh, inherited a bad temper. Um, you know, probably a lot of it learned behavior, but whatever the case, you know, I had a tendency that if you poke me enough, I could kind of turn into a mad ball, turn into a <laughs> maniac. And so uh, between that kind of personality, personality flaw or whatever you want to call it, um, and then just the fact that, you know, Vinny had too much time on his hands sometimes and was like, would watch TV a little, a little, <laughs> a little too much sometimes. I don't know. He just got, you know, he just one day started calling me Madball, like kind of, you know, from that whole Madball thing that was constantly on TV, like the commercial, you know, Madball, Madball. And he just started literally kind of saying that I'm a Madball, Madball. So, yeah, dude, it, it was like, what? You know, like I didn't, I didn't love it at first, and, <laughs> More like and, an insult. I, but, but it, it, it stuck, it stuck. And then I, now I've grown to like appreciate it, you yeah. know, but like I said, if someone started a band called Madball today and just Googled it, like some ideas or like AI it or like did some random, I'd be like, I don't know about that name, but since it's comes from a different era and a different for you know time and 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 from Vinny of course <laughs> the godfather yeah. and then like just all the factors that came into play with that nickname it's okay like you know what I mean we got literally literally quite literally godfathered in <clears throat> so like the 100%. name the name can run the name can run you know but 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 I don't know if I'd I'd name the band Madball today if I was starting to band it you know in 2023 but uh but anyway that's kind of a little bit of the the story. Yeah, it was a nickname that soon after became the concept of Madball music. 
And that also obviously lead, you know, is because I used to sing with AF. So they were like, yo, this kid needs an outlet. This kid needs a little bit of his own kind of platform. And between Vinny and my brother, they were like, we're going to, we're going to do this thing and we're going to call it mad ball. You know, like, I guess we're running with the mad ball thing. And, and, and sure enough, man, I did some old AF songs and, you know, 30, whatever years later, here I am, man. That's crazy, man. That, that's crazy, man. You guys are, you know, just below the Godfathers. You were created by the Godfathers, the hard part. Like, what a <laughs> yeah, crazy, man. like, what a crazy life. Because you hear about, you know, the squats and in the city and shit like that. Then you intentionally moving to the city to be to a the part squat. of that life. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Like, you know, I couldn't see like my 16 year old self uh, probably surviving that lifestyle. You know, the way I was brought up anyway, like it just wouldn't have made sense for me to go that route. Like for sure. For sure. I'd be dead fucking quick, probably. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And that nearly was the case for me. But I mean, thankfully, the music was always there to kind of just when you're just about to fall off the cliff or jump off it, you know, something with the music would would snag you and, and be like, nope, you know, I got you, you know, like, yeah. So music huge factor in why some of us survived this thing because not everybody survived it um and then also family you know and also later on in life meeting my my lady who became my wife and the mother of my kids those kind of things definitely factored in because i had many eras or periods of time you know in in, in new york where like i was going a very bad route you know, it wasn't just one. It was like an early period and then it was like a middle period. And then it was like the last period where it was like, yeah, things weren't going to be things weren't going to end well. And, 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 and so different things sort of, you know, took me out of that element in that environment. And I got to say, I got to give a lot of props to hardcore, you know, like that scene, that culture, like that music definitely was one of those things that always kind of was there. For me, you know, to release that anger or release that frustration, whatever it is. I mean, sometimes it got released, in, you know, uh, extracurricularly, you know, extra, you know, with other activities. But like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you know, that, that 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 that's always been my saving grace. But yeah, to answer your question, it was pretty nutty for me to move to the city to go to a squat, no less. Um, and I and I had a little loft bed above the bathroom and sometimes mice and rats would crawl on I, every now and again i'd get a, a, a something a rodent crawl on my face it was kind of gnarly man i'll be honest with you but uh but man you know you learn you learn and i chose that you know i didn't have to do that but i had a lot of dysfunctional things going on in my life my family life um my parents were had been split up for a while and i was like kind of bouncing around i was living my brother rudy at the last that was the last place i was living and i was kind of just like sleeping on his couch and like, you know, cause like I was having issues with my mom. It was it, like, it was just, my life was kind of a mess anyway. And New York was always a place that I thought was like awesome. Like I loved the vibe, even though it was dangerous and whatnot. I loved the energy there. I loved the people there. And of course I loved the music and whatnot. So all those things attracted me to want to like be in New York. I was like, man, I, I was like, I'm in Florida in this random little city, town, whatever. And I'm like, I need more than this, you know, no, no knock on Florida. Cause Florida is cool. I, I have a love, I have love for, I have love for Florida, but um, yeah, at that time I needed more. I needed more. And, 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 and luckily I just, I was going to go to New York, whether I got the blessing from my family or not. But thankfully I had my brother Raj there who took me in and like, you know, more or less looked after me and, and the elders, they all looked after me, Vinny and, and Will Shepler and Matt Henderson, and other man, friends, you know. That's a yeah. crazy group to have uh, looking out for you, man. That's Yeah, yeah, man. That's just, like, yeah, man. And like moving to New York and, you know, the and knowing about AF and you already had like Madball kind of started. Um, did you realize like the magnitude of all of it at the time or was it just what you were doing, just your life? You didn't give a... You know, look I'm at only, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm only now noticing the magnitude of what it all is. Be honest, man. Like, you know, like it was all just like, you know, 
it's all relative, you know, it's like we, I was just living it, you know, like AF to me, I mean, still to this, they were the, they were the, they were the, they were the ones like with hardcore, of course, but I'm very biased because it's my brother. Um, but it's pretty good way to get started in hardcore. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good way in. Um, I mean, they were the shit, of course. I always thought that they were the, they were, you know, the, you know, one of one of the not only one of the New York originators, but one of the one of the New York bands that did it the best, you know, and then obviously other bands came after them that 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 represented very well. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I didn't realize like what it would all become, you know, and then even when Madball started, you know, it's not like, you know, we're little brothers of the Rolling Stones. You know, so it's not like when we got ushered in, you know, there's a, there's I think there's sometimes a misconception out there that like for sure we got the endorsement and we got the cosign from Agnostic Front. Yes, that is a given. I'm Roger's younger brother, the whole nine, the whole story. So, of course, we got the cosign from the G's, you know, the OG's now. Um, but that, you know, you got to think about that like I said, it's all relative. It's like, we're still talking about underground hardcore and we're talking about a time period when we came in where hardcore was on a downslope. Okay. So it was on a downslope. Like it wasn't like the mid eighties where things were like going buck wild and the shows were like packed and full, you know what I mean? Like, um, late eighties into early, early nineties, hardcore was kind of rough in New York. And maybe everywhere else as well. There was a period of time where it was just kind of rough, you know, like, and so point being is like, when we got our start, we didn't come out and play to like a thousand people right off the top. We played to like 50 people, you know, we played to like a hundred, you know, like, uh, so we really had to like kind of start from scratch and pay our dues, even though there were always a percentage of people that were like, Oh, that's Madball. That's dudes from AS. That's so there was always that respect and that love and that regard. But there was also a lot of like, hey, that's cool and all. But what do you have to offer? Like, you got to prove yourself. Like, I love AF and everybody does. But like, what are you doing? Like, you know, because that could be whack just because I'm related to the to them. And just because some of the dudes are in my band doesn't mean it's going to necessarily be as good or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think we, we part of, you know, what I'm saying now leads up to the fact that I feel like we always had a little bit of a chip, like we're going to have to prove ourselves here, you know, because not only the lineage that we have to represent the old timers well, but now we got, we're the young bloods. We got to like represent the culture and ourselves and the old timers. There's a lot on our shoulders. Like we better come, we better come hard, yeah. You know, type of shit. You know, yeah. That, that definitely makes sense because a lot of people, you know, may feel entitled to like, like they already have a spot like in the hardcore scene because of exactly of who they know or their lineage, like you said. But uh, yeah, you know, you yeah. had the right mindset. Like, I got something to fucking prove because yeah, you know, yeah. Shit, shit just ain't given to people, you know? That's exactly it. And that's what I wanted. That was ultimately the point I'm trying to make is because sometimes people are like, oh, but he was, you know, he was handed that. And I'm like, yeah, no, you know, I wasn't handed anything. I mean, I was, you know, I was uh, helped out along the way. You know, I was like, I was being schooled. I was being like ushered in, but I wasn't handed uh, a million dollars and a crown and a golden crown and a, scepter and like a, a a throne you know what i'm saying like that 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 you know i i i'm grateful for for being you know ushered in by the people that i was ushered in by but uh it, it's a lot of work behind it man it was it was a lot of it was a lot of uh you know a lot of growing pains and whatnot um but yeah no uh yeah, it's, it's, it's been an it's been an interesting ride man yeah oh it's, it's still going yeah so now you know, like doing like your time with AF before like Madball and shit. There's been yeah. stories here and there of you you finally leaving the city with 
with AF and like going on tour and shit. Do you remember mm. some of your first like times either coming, you know, out of the city or eventually making your way to uh Detroit? Was that with AF first or did Madball come on their own? No, AF. That was with AF. And that was later on. Cause I had come out with AF. I don't think I ever came out to. I don't know if I ever came out to De- to Detroit in the eighties. I'm not sure about that. I know I was in Chicago in the eighties with AF. Um, cause I remember there was this infamous story, and I'll let Jimmy G tell it one day because he tells it best. But Murphy's Law and AF in like '85 in like Chicago, and like a bunch of people got arrested at a hotel. It was like this whole crazy story, but I was there. <laughs> um, but like, uh, so, so yeah, my whole thing with that is like, I would, I would go on tour with AF as a kid because like, like I said, I'd be visiting New Jersey. And so my brother would scoop me up and then I'd go with them or like maybe they would be on tour and they'd be coming down to Florida and then they'd snag me up and I'd come up the coast with them or something like that. And, you know, my family was cool with it because it was so much craziness and turmoil and random, you know, chaos going on in my household that like I think Roger and my siblings and my mom thought maybe it's a good little break for this guy even though I'm going into an environment that's chaotic as well but it's like music you know it's it's positive chaos you know um so yeah I I had been doing that with AFs throughout the 80s you know like I was with AF when they toured with GBH on the east coast um yeah that's like that's like some pretty classic stuff um yeah uh, Vandals. Um, um, that's how I met my boy Dougie McKinnon. Actually, one of my one of a dear friend of mine who's 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 a, who's a great dude across the board. But uh, I met him when he was drumming with the Vandals. Um, man, who else? Like, there's just so many things. Obviously, the many many CBGBs things. Live at the infamous live at or famous live at CBs. Um, yeah, I, I had I had been with AF a bunch through a lot of different times. Um, but the first time in Detroit was on that uh, metal tour, that um, obituary Cannibal Corpse, Malevolent Creation. Um, uh, I think they called it um, um, something ball, headbang, not headbangers ball, uh, something, uh, something ball. Uh, I don't some I'm a kind of, some, you, so I don't know, man. Something <laughs> with the word ball in it. Okay. Like, you know, like some kind of, you know, ball, like as in a, you know, a gathering or whatever. But like, uh, and that was, that was a that was a time that I really remember being in Detroit, and I want to say that might have been ninety two or ninety three. It could be it could be right on the cusp of ninety two ninety right around there. But Madball was a concept and was technically a band, but we weren't active. And I was on tour with AF as a roadie. Um, and then obviously I would come out and sing. By that point, I'm a little older now. I'm sixteen, probably you know something like that. So I'm you know you know older you know than i was when i was a real little kid doing it um and so yeah yeah that that was uh and then actually what happened was when we got to detroit my brother had to go home for like a hernia surgery or some kind of a he had some kind of medical thing that happened like two days before detroit and so on that tour i was actually the singer for agnostic front at that show in detroit which yeah. was a lot of a lot of pressure for me. Yeah. Cuz that was the that was the first one I had to do all on my own. And it was Detroit and I know Detroit's a hardcore city. Like they they love their hardcore. You know what I mean? Like um so I was like, man, they're expecting to see AF, you know, all these older tatted up guys like, you know, AF, AF's AF. Yeah. You know, and I'm not I wasn't that dude at the time. Like I was a skinny little had maybe one or two tattoos, little wiry teenager, you know. So I'm thinking, man, I hope they like it. And I think they did, man. I think they like I think they, you know, I, I did my own version of AF, but I think they were cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've uh, you know, definitely brought the energy. You know, I've seen I've seen the shows from you know, 92 to fucking 2023 and you definitely had the same stage presence man like, you never lost it and even the name uh, of madball like it could even describe your stage presence you know to it uh, <laughs> you know I, I guess it does yeah it all it all sort of i guess it was all meant to be i guess man but yeah i mean actually i i think in those days i had terrible stage presence i mean no i had that like raw pissed off thing going but i didn't have I mean, this is me being critical of myself. I didn't have that comfort 
you know, or that, that, that rhythmic comfort as, as that's the best way I can describe it. Like, you know, um, you know, I had a, I have a sense for like rhythm because I grew up with hip hop, <laughs> you know, like I love, but like, I wasn't in those early Madball days. Like I was just learning, man. I was figuring it all out. You know, I feel like we got better as the years went on. Like I think now our live show is even better than it was then because it's like, we've finally grown into, you know, the band that we are kind of thing. But, uh, but anyway, thank you for that. Um, yeah. for that compliment. But, uh, but yeah, back, back then it was what, man. Yeah. And that's when I met, you know, when I went to Detroit, that's when I, I met Ronnie and all, all, you know, Jeff and all the coldest life guys, you know, like, uh, you know, that whole crew. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. was it that show you remember meeting them for the first time or was it? I, I believe so. Up? I don't think it was any time before that. I feel like it was that show. I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of similar. They're a little older. A couple of them are a little older. I forget what Ronnie was like, maybe a year or two older than me. And like, they're all like a two to three to four years older, you know, like that, like they're yeah. older than me by a little bit. So, but we were, I guess, closer in age than like, you know, the AF guys. Cause even though the AF, not that the AF guys are like super old. I mean, Vinny's, Vinny's an exception. <laughs> um, he's ageless though. But, uh, Beautiful but like man. those guys are like the OGs, you know what I mean? Like they're like, my brother's like 10, 11 years older than me kind of thing. You know what okay. I mean? So they're like, they're like further up there, but like, um, you know, the, the, the coldest life guys were kind of in the middle and then I was kind of younger, but like they, I was kind of close in age, I guess you could say. So, so yeah, we kind of, we kind of clicked, we kind of bonded, you know, like they, they were like, Oh, what happened to your brother? And I, you know, we told them the story and then they were like, yo, you did good, man. Like they were giving me a lot of props, a lot of love. And I never forgot that because it was my first show that I had to do on my own. And I didn't really want to do that job. I even told my brother, I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. Cause I have to, cause you're my brother. And like, yo, you know, I'll do it. But like, I didn't want to. <laughs> um, and, but, but the, I never forget that the Cola's life crew, the CTYC boys, like that, they, they all gave me a lot of love and they showed me a lot of love and respect. And then soon after that, Madball started getting more active. And so we invited them to play, in the at CBGBs, we invited him to New York. We had a cookout on Vinny's roof. Uh, you know, we, there's a famous a photo, I think, too, on the roof. Yeah. I've seen it floating around. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man. We had we had a lot of fun, man. And 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 then, you know, yeah, it was it was it was a good time, man. And like I kept in touch with a few people, like uh, you know, Ronnie, rest in peace. Like him and I would actually write letters to each other how crazy is that like nowadays it's like facetime instagram blah, blah 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 everything's like accessible but back then it was like we were almost like pen pals you know and then like phones were like at someone's house or like the payphone, you right. know like <laughs> so it was like yeah it was cool man um but i i had an instant bond so when you know obviously when he got murdered i i was very sad about that it, it broke my heart because you know that was my homie um, but then we kept, you know, we kept a good relationship with the rest of the guys, you know? Yeah. Hey, cool, man. Uh, that's a good thing too. I mean, you guys could obviously uh, relate not only through the music, but like similar lifestyles at a young yeah. age. Like, you know, you just, you just attract your kind of people. So that's it. Yeah. They were, they were real from the streets and same as us, man. Like we were just living a similar life, but just different cities, you know? <laughs> Would you, uh, like the first time like you came in contact with those guys, was it like well, you instantly knew it's like the same like type of animal, or or, or was it like were you just like well, just some? They, I mean, they were some of them were different types of animal in their appearance. You know, we we could I could tell we were kind of like cut from a similar cloth as far as just like you know having that angst, that street smart thing, and like certain things. Yes, that rough around the edges thing. Yes. But, you know, the one thing I will say where Detroit stood out is, like, they were wild with the ink, you know, like, with the tats, you know, like, they were advanced on that, like, neck stuff. And, like, they were, they were like, you know, even though I came up with Roger and Vinny, who were, like, some of the more heavily tattooed people in the New York scene, you know, um, like, Vinny had a little, that little demon, de devil on his neck. And people yeah. were like, oh, oh, shit, you got a thing on your neck, you know, and he had that from, like, the 70s or something or, like, early 80s, you know. Um, but like Detroit took it to another level, like, you know, face <laughs> shit and like, you know, the shit that's like, no, that's like nothing today, you know, nothing, no big deal for a kid to have a side of a face tattooed or, but Detroit was one of the places where I saw that 
early on. So they kind of had the look down. Like they had that 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 rough look going for them, you know? Like yeah. they, Oh know, yeah. Hey man, it's some good. of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's still older do. and still scarier, do. you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Like, but uh, but yeah, no, you know, like that. But yeah, we could kind of bond. You know, there's certain people you just bond with, you know, over the years. Like, you know, there's certain camps that you click with um from different places around the world and you know when we're talking detroit you know obviously they stand out you know yeah you know how's it feel to like uh have it come sort of like full circle again with uh with jeff back and call his life and getting the invite to play the whatever union or comeback show whatever you want to call it man how does it like uh does it all just feel like normal how it did or is it well, it, it, so much has so much has happened, right? Like with us, everybody's had their own personal journeys and then their own journeys as a band. I mean, obviously, we had some some bumps in the road, but we stuck with it. And, you know, we're still like, this is like what we do, you know? But like, um, you know, unfortunately, Cold as Life had a few bigger bumps in the road. And, you know, they, they, you know, for one reason or another, they couldn't keep the band going um like i'm sure they wanted to or would have wanted to do but hey it's never too late and it's like like you said i don't know what you want to call it a comeback or whatever you want to call it but like it's cool that they're pulling it together and that you know um jeff got past his his stuff that he had to go through um which was no joke um and uh yeah, man. And like, it's cool that they're able to pull together, you know, pull, pull the squad together to do it again, you know, because I know how important it is to have that release, you know, to be able to do that. You know, I know that they, I know what it means for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I know that it's one of the things that's kept me alive. Um, so I, I get, I get it, man. I get, I get it. And then, yeah, I'm, I feel, you know, honored to be asked uh, to play that show, man. I mean, it's crazy. The lineup is crazy. It is fucking crazy. Like it's bananas. Even you know, for these type of big shows to happen in Detroit, like we just had that I mean, that a tied down fest the past two years, and right, like that. that's like a new like thing for us. I know there's always been like big giant festivals all over in different states and shit, but for it to sure. happen in our yeah. our hometown and for the people to put their neck on the line and invest in such these huge shows, it's. It's cool to have people come to our city and see our scene and have the bands want to come and enjoy it at the same time, man. It's unheard of. So, And they need to, bro. They need to because I, for me, Detroit was always one of those stops where like, you know, Detroit's a rough city, man. Detroit's been through a lot, you know, working class, hard city. And like that fuels the music. Clearly it fuels Cold as Life hard as nails, you know, bands like negative approach and like, you know, you know, like, a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's a hard lineage there in, in Detroit, you know, for, for, for our, our type of music. And, um, and it, it's a reflection of the atmosphere, the environment and whatnot, you know? So like, it was one, always one of those cities that like really was hardcore city, you know, in like every way. And so like, yeah, it's good to have something be represented there, man. It's good to have a fest or whatever. I mean, I started doing my festival way back when, Black and Blue Bowl, mm -hmm. when there were no fests going on. Not not that we're the first people to ever do hardcore festivals, but like there was like silence with hardcore festivals. And then my partner and I decided to start doing Black and Blue in New York City for that same reason. It's like, yo, we need to put New York back on the map. Like, New York's an important city for hardcore. Like, yo, this is the birthplace of, you know, all our bands and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. So, again, you know, not to get focused on that, but, like, now, since that time period, there's obviously been the birth of so many other fests. Like, this is hardcore in Philly and, you know, stuff on the West Coast. And, I mean, it's great. It's great for the culture. But Detroit definitely needs to be represented, for sure, without a doubt. You know, and I'm happy to go over there and 
put my two cents in the game too. I'd be offended if I wasn't asked to play. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I was offended if you weren't, you know, you knew that something no, planned no. with you guys. I'm like, why the fuck are yeah, they nah. tied down? Like, what's the deal here? <laughs> nah, nah. Well, now nah, the coldest life thing, that that's that's I'm happy to be playing that, oh, man. That 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 makes a lot of sense, you know, with, so the, with the history. Oh, yeah. it's huge, man. It's gonna be fucking history. It's gonna be and, yeah what, the what's venue, the size of the place is it a big place like I oh yeah like... yeah it's big um i know uh tied down fest is sold out last year or uh, back in june it sold out and i think wow. they sold uh two thousand tickets but with all wow. all the band people and shit like that i think uh the capacity is just over like uh 2500 and i know they're wow. pretty close to this thing selling out man so there's gonna be a lot of fucking people there that's all that's, and, that, uh, that's dope yeah, and like just as you to imagine, this place called the uh, Russell Industrial Center, and at some point, I believe it was just like a factory automotive shit, but it's basically yeah. a burnt out building, like a burnt out complex, right? So it's now turned. There's some like artist studios and shit like that, but they have a giant venue in there too that they really, you know, they're just recycling what they have to work with in the city, which is sure. awesome. It's a perfect venue for a hardcore show, right? It kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, man, it's really cool, yeah. and the, so. I mean, it doesn't get any better with the whole fucking lineup. It just, it, it really uh, represents uh, the era of, of cold as life and shit like that with all the bands that are coming through. And it's just amazing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you got a good representation of like, you know, or older, more established bands mixed with like some younger, younger bands that, you know, mindful, you know, fucking yep, uh, never ending game. Oh, yeah. Great. A bunch. Yeah, yeah. A bunch. It's, 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 it's cool, man. It's a cool lineup. It's a, it's a well-rounded good lineup, you know? And, uh, that's fun, man. It's always fun to play those kind of things too. Cause it's like, you know, keeps you sharp, you know, for guys like us, it keeps us sharp. We, you know, we, you know, everybody wants to bring their a game. Sure. You know, so yeah, and we haven't been in Detroit in a while. Um, we've been on the outskirts. Yeah, um, you guys went to for Flint, one reason, Flint last yeah. year or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like last couple of times we've been in Michigan, it's been like right outside, and that's not anything that we've, you know, that's not been on our request. Right. That's just that's just been like, for one reason or another, like my my you know our promote our agent or whatever thought that that was a better option or that was the only option at the mm -hmm. time like one thing or another but uh we haven't played detroit proper in a little while in a few years and, and so i'm excited to to get back to 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 the d you know sure yeah yeah i know the last time you guys did play it was uh, december of uh, 2019 with the uh, was old, it? Okay. Well, old firm casuals you guys came through played at the magic okay so we year. did play okay so that's not too crazy because then you had the whole pandemic bullshit, yeah, all bullshit and all that yeah. so so that kind of almost you, you don't even count that right because that's like two three years of like misery for everybody so yeah. like so 2019 is not that crazy far back but yeah i remember that now with old firm yeah that mm -hmm. was that was a good time yeah, yeah. yeah and then i mean you were even speaking about uh about your fest the bnb bowl man i went yeah that's where I got this hat from back in May. I came out there, man. And nice. Uh, Re yeah, respect, man. Yeah, dude. I love that place, the Monarch. I went last year to the uh uh Triple B showcase and like Days Records yeah. thing. I was like, man, I gotta come yeah, back yeah. here again. Then fucking next thing you know, you guys got the you know from black and blue bowl there, a sick lineup, fucking death threat, bulldoze, dude, for fucking painted truth. I was like, bet I'm there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was that was a fun one, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, we we got we got a good relationship with the people that that run that whole monarch and all that. So so yeah, that that that's that's been a good it's been a good go to spot for a lot of people. It seems like lately, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I'm about to go play there now. <laughs> oh. I'm about to play there in a few days, actually. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The triple B thing that you mentioned. Same thing. Doing yeah, it. it was just last I'm year doing when that. I went. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. It's I'm such doing a good that time, showcase. man. Yeah, when yeah. they collaborate, you know, Streets of Hate, fucking Triple B, and Days Records, they really put yep. on a a good showcase of like uh, modern hardcore. But it's cool they're also including some of the old school shit. You know. Uh, yeah. Really cool. Well, somebody's got to school these youngsters, right? That's it. You got to teach them a lesson. <laughs> man. Show the energy. <laughs> I'm I'm, te I'm I'm teasing, man. But no, it's cool. It's cool to be. I I'm all about that. Like I've always been about that, trying to bridge that gap between like new generation and, because we were that new generation at one time. Like we were we were the young kids, you know, you know, that were like urban or whatever, you know, that liked hip hop and dressed a little different and were yeah. like made music that was a little bit different than traditional hardcore. Like we were those kids, you know? So, 
So I get it. I get it. And, and, and I've always tried to connect with whatever generation. And now there's like a whole big new wave of hardcore. So like, you know, and we're still active as, as ever. So, you know, it's yeah. cool. It's cool to combine all that. Yeah. I thought it was cool. You even jumped on that. I'm a pain the truth track, man. That shit was so good. I was like, yeah, those are the homies, man. Yeah. Like I wasn't surprised. Like I was expecting like a cool guest spot. Cause I listened to a podcast where he had said, like, every track has a different um, guest spot. I was like, I heard that. Like, God damn it. I was like, Freddie ain't on it. Then I don't understand uh, what's happening. <laughs> yeah. no, no, but that band's fucking on fire right now. Shout out. Uh, they, they, Michael hit me up and, 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 and was like, yo, I got a song that I think would be perfect. And, I heard it and immediately liked the song, you know, because it's like, that's hard, man, when you're going to do guest vocals on something. Like, you want to, you know, like, you know, I don't charge money. And I don't, like, I'm not into all that crap. But I but I, I want to like the song, you know what I mean? Like, I want to I wanna be into what I'm doing. And, and it, it doesn't always pan out that way, but luckily, you know, most of the time it does. But, like, uh, yeah, no, that was one that was like, I was like, yo, this is a, this song goes hard. I was like, I like it. Yeah, let's do it. Cool, man. Um, yeah. I don't. Let's move on a little bit. Uh, let me ask you this: Whenever you come to uh, Detroit, is there any certain thing you look forward to doing or seeing? Like, considering you have time, is there anything that you like to do when you come here, or any favorite restaurants or anything that you have? I don't have. Here? I don't have any specific restaurants in Detroit for some reason, and that's weird because I, I'm a food guy. Like, I like. I like I like to go and find like quality food in, in whatever city I'm in. Doesn't sure. matter. Um, but like uh I can't think of a specific restaurant. Um really it's just about like playing the city, seeing old friends. Obviously, you know, we got a lot of, you know, ties to people in, in Detroit, you know, old old friends in Detroit. So, you know, you always you can always expect, you know, a few heads to pop out and 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 uh that's always cool. Um yeah, what else, man? Yeah, yeah that, that's that's mainly it, man. Sure. Really, you know, Detroit pizza a little bit, you know. That's it. Just I mean, New York, yeah, yeah. New I York mean, is the, I, New York are the kings, but like, hey, everybody's <laughs> everybody's got their own little style, and I can I can I can get behind it, you know. Right. I can get behind it. I said, watch yeah. what you say. You're fucking representing yeah. New York. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, New York. You know, they they, they reign supreme. <laughs> yeah. You know, I went to New York uh, for the first time when you guys did that show in the park that first show with oh, yeah. wisdom and chains i fucking traveled out for that man there's no oh, way i was cool. gonna miss that dude we were fucking good for you we were have our fucking face smothered face smothered no fun no fun no concerts it's like I, i'm definitely going to this i'm shit. going yeah i fucking drove out dude that was such a good turnout on a perfect day man yeah. and yeah. i always said so don't take offense to this but yeah. i said you know, I've always said there's no reason for me to go to New York City. I was like, I like where I'm at. You know, I don't want all yeah. that chaos, all that fucking craziness. All yeah, that I, I feel you, man. I, yeah. I, I you know, yeah. I, I get it. It's too so much like sometimes. Suburban area. It's not you yeah. know crazy compacted, but I just yeah. thought I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. But so when you guys put on that show, it was like, well, I don't have a choice. I'm going to fucking New York City. And as soon as I got out of that fucking Holland Tunnel, man, I yeah. was like. <laughs> I like this place, man. Just something about the atmosphere. It just washed away all perceptions I had of the city. And I've been back fucking three times since. There you go. I, I just love it, dude. Every time I go to Tarkin yeah. Square Park, I smoke a joint, drink a beer, hang out with the crazy people. Because I felt, you know, I'm sure at a certain time you felt like at home at Tompkins Square Park. Oh, 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 yeah, for sure. And and it's crazy to say that because, I mean, I remember Tompkins Square being – not as nice as it is today. I mean, yeah, it's still it's still kind of wild, a little homelessness and whatever. That's always that's New York, but um, yeah, it used to be even way. It used to be way worse, man. It used to be you know like junkie haven, like crime crazy. It was yeah. Tompkins Square was no joke at yeah, one time. Well, I mean, yeah. even even as like you know, being from like Detroit and shit, when I went to Tompkins. It took me a second to look around, but to notice all the fucking syringe caps everywhere, dude, little orange tips all over the place and every bush, every crack. I was Oof. like, damn, it is fucked yeah. up out here. That's the, yeah, that's the yeah. rough part. That and yeah. that kind of was a resurgence recently. Like it's kind of like going back to like the old days with the certain things. It's yeah. wild. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. But I mean, it's a cool. Yeah, it's like you said, man. People either either get the energy there or they don't. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people that hate New York. I know a lot of people <laughs> that are like don't want to mess with New York at all. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, uh, but. I was saying, I definitely fell in line. Like, I felt like I could adapt quickly. Like, and even seeing like the young skateboarder kids and the people playing basketball, 
And there's even kids like up on top of the bathrooms, like jumping around and skateboarding on top of the bathrooms at Council oh, yeah. um, uh, at Tompkins. I was like, I, I grew up in those shit. basketball courts, man. I grew up playing in those basketball courts. Uh, you yeah. know, like I lived on 10th Street between B and C, which is right there, one side of the park. So I just would walk a half a block with my basketball and 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 shoot hoops there, you know, or do dips on the on the on the you know on the on the little you know bars and whatever. There was always dip bars and like pull up bars and like little area there. And and uh, I mean, people doing jailhouse workouts there all the time. Like I, I grew up, you know, in those like I said, those years, man, where I was out there, you know, I, I, I you know playing ball right in that park where you saw, you know, it's cool. It's, it's cool. It, New York definitely has a vibe and an energy. And like I said, you either get it or you don't, yeah. you know, whether you live there your whole life or you didn't or whatever, some people, you know, you either get it or you don't. Yeah. You know, you know I definitely got it. As soon as I got there, I was like, for sure, this is fucking awesome. But like I said, yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't yeah. know. I don't have any fucking I'm not business. moving here. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not moving here yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But I like my little quiet sober. I live in a cul-de-sac, man. I mind my nice. business. Fuck everybody yeah. else. You know, I don't need I love that. He's knocking at my door. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. So, so um, let me ask you this, man. Um, since we're on the whole topic of like cold as life and shit, what uh what's a couple? What's one of your favorite songs by them? If you're going to listen to a Coldest Life song, is it going to be the old oh my shit God. with Ronnie or is it going to be off the Born to Land Hard? Where are you going? But all, all that stuff. I mean, it's hard to, you know, Born to Land Hard was a hard record, man. You know, but like, obviously I'm going to be partial to the old, old first stuff because that's my first introduction to Coldest Life. You know, like, got to remember, like I met Coldest Life, the original squad, you know, it was Ronnie, Jeff, Roy, you know, like, so like, um, um, I think who was in the band at that time? J Way. I, I forget the whole. I forget the original squad that was there. But I mean, the main guys. I'm telling you. Um, but that first like demo or whatever it was that I heard, that shit just like it's hard. What's well, brutal? You know, yeah. like the I can't breathe or whatever. Right? That's the right name for the title for yeah, the song. Yeah, like yeah, songs yeah. like that. Yo, hard. That's yeah. that, that that goes hard. I mean, but then again, yeah, they came back with that, you know, Born to Land, you know, that next record, that that record, Born to Land Hard or whatever. Yeah, that's, I mean, the whole thing is, the whole thing is hot, you know, like, the whole thing is hard. So, yeah, I mean, I like it all, man. I, I support, I support Cody's Life and all, and all that they do, man, because, you know, they're one of those people where you can feel the struggle in their music, you know, like, I hope, like, that, that would be the case with us, you know, in certain bands, like, certain bands you can feel the angst, the struggle, maybe the pain, maybe whatever, the shame, the whatever, what, whatever the feeling is. I mean, I think that that should be the case with any kind of music, you know, um, period. But, you know, with hardcore, it's like it's so abrasive. It's so in your face yeah. and it's supposed to be hard. So like, you gotta, it's not just about like, oh, that's a hard breakdown. You gotta like, you gotta feel that that hurt and that anger. You know, you gotta feel it. And and Cold is Life always was able to project that in their music. And you know, and you know, like it's you know, same like same like us, same like, you know, certain bands. You know, it's like yeah. you gotta project that. That's you know? it. Look, I got a couple more questions for you. Um this is a personal question. Is it is CTYC in the lineup this time around in Detroit, man? You guys going to play uh, that? Oh, my God. Good question. You know, I, it might have to be. I think it's excuse me a second. Let me take at a, this point, sir. Excuse me. Let me take a little sip of this. This is the only time I'll rock my own, uh, my own stuff. I got a James Coffee and Madball collaboration coffee mug right here. Oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> that's the only time I'll rock my own gear. Cause I don't rock my own gear, but I drink yeah. coffee out of my own cup. I guess you could say. Hey, yeah, I have a coffee cup with my last name on it, so I guess. Oh, there you go. So I guess it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It, yeah, yeah. We you get a we get a pass. We get a pass. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no. To answer your question, I haven't even put a ton of thought into the set list for that. But now you got my brain twirling, and I, I mean, yeah, CTYC might be in order. It might be. It might be. Uh, yeah. It might be. It might be the. It might be the. You know, it might be the time. Yeah, and there's bring that. We bring it out. That song live. You got that fucking '95 Dynamo one. You know, and that's a. Then you did, uh, uh, what it was a uh, back to school jam or something. You guys did it too. That's all that's on the internet, as far as I'm aware. 
We used to have it more in our life. Like when that album first came out, we used to have it, you know, I mean, because let's be honest, we didn't have a whole ton, a lot of music at that point. So, <laughs> yes. so you had to kind of have everything. You had to kind of play everything you had. But um, we used to play that way more frequently in the 90s. And then it stayed for a long time. And then at some point, other songs just came into play. So it's like you got to like part ways with certain songs and introduce other songs and then other songs become like fixtures. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what happens as you grow as a band, as you grow and you have more albums and more music and stuff. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think CTYC is, is a, is a must do is a must do at the, at that show, man, Yeah, you know, to pay homage to, pay homage to, you know, Ron rest in peace, but also Jeff and the boys, you know, cause Jeff is killing it, man. Jeff does his thing, you know, like represents it very well. So like, yeah, yeah gonna be you cool know, pay stuff, homage. Man. Yeah. Pay homage to the crew, you know, for sure. And, um, <clears throat> is, uh, so, I mean, is Hoya going to be on this one or no? Is he out? Is he out? Is Hoya gone forever? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, uh, he's definitely not going to be there. And, uh, <laughs> I had to ask. Also, maybe uh, one last more, <laughs> one last one. Right? That, that could have that would have been cool, but no, he's he's out, man. He's he's out for now. And uh, cool. Uh, hold on, let me take one more little sip. Yeah. But uh, I got a I got a dry mouth. So I'm, I want to I want to speak clearly at this no, point. No, he's 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 not. Yeah, he's no longer in the band. Um, and I mean, I, I you know I don't think I have to get into crazy no, details no, about no, it because no, he kind of no. made it. He already kind of announced it on a on on my, on 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 my bro Toby's podcast. And oh, okay, like, okay, yeah, I didn't at, get into that yet, but I'm definitely. Yeah, he 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 did that. He he made an announcement on that, and then later on, like you know, reiterated things on his own personal like whatever social media thing. So so yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's no it's no it's no bad blood, like no beef between us. Um, it's just like we get to that point, man. Get to that point. It's like sometimes. You know, marriages last forever, but sometimes they go 20 years and it's time for a divorce. People got to go and move on their way in different directions. And yeah, brother, totally. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what feelings, no questions asked. I just, that's not for him. Whatever he's doing in his life, it's got to be for the best. And more more power to him, man. You know, exactly. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, I wish him nothing but the best with whatever he does, you know? Yeah. But but I got to keep this ball rolling too, you know what I'm saying? Like I I got to yeah. keep this I got to keep this machine running, man, you know, cuz you know, I've invested my whole, you know, my whole life into this thing and like, yeah. you know, we still have a lot to do. We still have a lot to offer. Um people still fuck with us, excuse my language, but you know, people Good. still ask us to play all around the world. People still want to hear our music and you know, we we still uh can physically, you know, put it out the way you know present it the way we want to present it so yeah man we we we, we you know it's 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 on and popping yeah as we say is. yeah yeah man i mean you know it's uh it's big shoes to fill for hoya but i know you guys got the right people to fill that when the time comes yeah. man so i'm looking yeah. forward to who you guys got lined up you know we'll find yeah. out yeah. we always got friends in the in the camp that are there you know, and like even right now, you know, I mean, even before Hoya, you know, left left the camp, um, there was a lot of shows that he wasn't able to do mm-hmm. for one reason or another. Couldn't make the shows, couldn't do the shows and, 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 and you know, family stuff, whatever it was. And, you know, we had, you know, guys in our own camp that were like, you know, doing the job and killing it and helping us out in like so many ways. You know, shout out to Brendan, my homie Brendan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big B and, and and like you know guys guys in Europe, my man Pete in Europe who stepped up big time. Um, so I mean we thankfully we have like talented people who are also like really good people, um, and hardworking people. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean you know Hoya is Hoya, you know he's a personality, he's a character, he is who he is, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, never gonna take that away from him. But like, yeah, no, we got, we got, we got people that 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 can definitely handle the job and yeah. and and have and have been handling the job and doing well. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to it, man. I just, you know, we can wrap this up here, but <clears throat> I just want to thank you again for taking the time out of your day. 
uh, to do this, you know, leading up to the coldest life show. I just, I thought it makes sense to have some of the old heads on, you know, kind of explain, you know, your guys' oh, yeah. relationship with Detroit and coldest life kind of leading up to the idea. And it means a lot because the mad ball has always been one of my go-to bands. As far as I found out about you guys, but uh, early 2000. It, so it's like, it's honestly like me doing this whole thing, this whole podcast. I wrote down a list when I started this uh, just under three years ago. And, you know, you have some fucking names on the list that you may or may not be able to, you know, have on. And it's just right. truly a blessing and an honor you to finally have this happen, man. So, oh, man, I'm, ha- I'm happy to do it, man. So I'm ha- you, man. And, 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 I feel, and I feel, you know, uh, I, you know flattered to, to be on that list. And, uh, yeah, man, happy to do it, man. No big deal at all, you know, and happy to help push the show, too. Not that it needs any pushing because I think it's going to be a slam dunk across the board anyway. Oh, yeah. But uh, happy to help the homies and Coldest Life out, Jeff and the boys. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, I have, I have, I have an old friendship, you know, old ties with those guys and, uh, nothing but respect for them. So I I look forward to, to, to not only playing it, but also seeing them play. Oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It should be a good time, man. I I look forward to it for sure. Me as well. Me as well. So I'll I'll let you go, man. I look forward to meeting you at the show. Yeah. Sorry about the boring background, man. I'm like, uh, I got a white, no. a white wall and a white door. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing exciting going on back here, bro. All the, all the excitement is right it. here in this month. There right you here. go. That beautiful <laughs> face of yours, Freddie Manifold. Thanks again, man. I'm going to let you go. Thank you, Rob. Right. Appreciate it, homie. Hey, see you around, thanks. Man. Glad Thank we finally made it happen. Man. Hell yeah. All right. All the best. Ya. Say what yes. up to your boy. Say Hell what up yeah. to your son. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Thank all you. All right, bro. All right. Let me end this.